What made you guys want to start? She had the what, idea. What, Ours? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I just called Matt one day and I was like, so I want to write a book, but I'm not going to write a book, so we should do a podcast because that's what you do. If you don't want to write a book, you do a podcast because mm. you just have so many things to say. And um, yeah, I just needed someone to talk to, <laughs> talk to someone. Like, I don't know, just wanted to talk about all of the things that we go through coming out of business school and trying to start businesses. And well, Matt was down for everything. chemistry for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We work really well. How did you two meet in business school at um, Humble State? Yeah. Okay. It was one of those things where like we both had social media presence and we both were like kind of known in our own realms. And then um, the first time we met in person, I think was Matt spoke at Startup Weekend. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you're killing it. And then mm -hmm. just kind of stayed in touch. Startup Weekend through HSU? Mm -hmm. HSU, yeah. Okay. And she was a student and I had graduated the year before. Yeah. And so, and then I was there like doing a speech and, but I, but I could tell that she was like going to be a great business serious about her. Yeah. I could just tell. Yeah. No, I remember him saying that to me and I was like, cool. Someone sees it. We're good. Yeah. I was like, oh, she has it. And then that, but then like, it was a year or two later that we started the podcast. Right. Yeah. 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 We just kind of stayed friends and so you guys bugged each other, each other about for stuff. a while. Yeah. We have now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A few years. How many episodes do you guys have now? 66. Ooh, 60, yeah. 66. I just uploaded 66 today. It's a crazy feeling, huh? Oh, I'm so stoked. Yeah. Over 50. Feels so good. Yeah. And we started it with um, Albie from Mother's Cooking, and then mm -hmm. her business kind of took off, and she needed to do that. And we just kept going and made it work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys were a trio for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because Albie's one of, my best, one of my best friends, so and she was the same wavelength as us with business. Mm -hmm. So it just worked. Yeah. It's cool that you guys are both business-minded and going down that route and then you can come together and kind of hold each other accountable mm -hmm. like when you guys are talking about totally. oh we want to do this this is our goal this is what we're working on let's oh, recap yeah. we need it yeah well definitely. that's kind of how it started is i would like facetime matt about random stuff or he mm -hmm. would say like i want to facetime with people weekly to like figure shit out and then i was like why don't we just do it yeah do it yeah because some like business people that i listen to they say like how they started is getting a group of people like-minded just to like talk and brainstorm. And so like, I want to be around people that just want to talk business and brainstorm. Cause then that helps me and my brain like think quicker. So, and I, I know it helps out every, everybody in the room if they're like into that thing. So mm -hmm. it was like perfect that someone else wants to talk business for like for an hour a week. What? Sick. Great fit. Yeah. And holding each other accountable is so important just to stick with your goals. I mean, how many people you set a plan you don't tell anybody about it. And then when it falls apart, well, yeah, no skin off my back because nobody else knew but you. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you tell somebody and you guys kind of check each other and say, okay, what are we doing this week? What's yeah. next week's goal? What's the goal for 2024? What are we trying to do? Mm -hmm. The accountability is real. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's having an accountability partner, which in the episodes, it's like, if you listen to all of them, you'll hear like some of them, like, we'll like be like, oh, try to do this or like almost like give each other homework. Yeah. Like, oh, post a reel well, or... I get my homework all the time. You, like, be, t do this to your website or mm -hmm. update this. I don't know. There's a lot of things that, you know, all of it. We, we can't do everything. So there's always something that we all need to do. And sometimes, like, somebody else pushing you, like, hey, remember to, like, post a reel every few days about your business or, like, post... It, what was one thing? We were like, oh, let's post a reel about our businesses. And then that was something that we kind of, like, all... Like went home and kind of made it a, like 
like that it, way, like, like we're like f- do something to promote yeah. yourself with a reel whatever yeah. that might be and then people could like read about our business it's just so time consuming all of the social media all of the branding mm-hmm. that goes into the back once end. i can pay mm-hmm. someone i'm paying someone because i don't want to do it even I though i know what i'm doing go. i don't want to do it yeah i'm yeah i do so much of it i can't wait i'm gonna have a team but i'm still gonna i feel like i always want to like do it though it's hard because you have an idea of what you want it to look like mm-hmm. how you want it to play out and then you kind of pass that off to somebody else and maybe it doesn't turn out how you expected and then yeah you just do it yourself no anyways. i've i've paid a lot of money for people to do my social media and i don't know if i've posted anything anyone's ever made me because it just wasn't up to par yeah so yeah. how do you guys do it for the podcast now are you guys just in-house clipping yeah i mean for the reels i just pull voice clips and then use CapCut and make a little thing and we don't do any visuals so kind of makes it easier to do any editing to promote certain episodes and then Matt has all of the like the pictures in his phone so like I'll have to remind him sometimes to be like hey we we released this episode we have a picture with that person (laughs) we got to like line it up but it kind of just works organically Mm -hmm. like our podcast page doesn't have a lot of followers or reach on its own but both of our personal pages and business pages do so we rely on that yeah to just you know the podcast Instagram is kind of like a placeholder for putting things places. Yeah, it's, it's hard like when a, you don't have the visual element to post content yeah. from. And then you're yeah. supposed to photos of like a, cool it's like an audio like it, platform, but yeah. Well, it's no, cool that you guys take you, photos with your guests. Clips of us, though. That's, a, that's a solid plot. I'm glad we started doing that. What? Taking pictures with our guests. Yeah, no, I like, yeah, I like that part of it. I used to just rip audiograms back when the video wasn't quite there yet. Yeah. And then it'd have like the little waveform moving yeah. mm-hmm. and try to post those, but it doesn't really. It's time consuming, it's honestly. Time consuming and it doesn't yeah. really grab attention. Have like you heard visual. of Opus Clips? Yeah. Oh my have God. You used that? Open AI. Yeah, yeah. Have you used it? I've tried it. I think I've posted a couple clips from it, yeah. but I always just revert back to doing it myself. Right. Yeah. I mean, apparently you can like copy and paste your own YouTube video URL and yeah, be you like... you can just upload the straight And be MP4. like, find me this, right? I know. Oh, you I can just play upload with it. straight yeah. Okay, yeah. It's pretty sweet. I mean, it's pretty sweet right now, but give it a year. Yeah. And it's going to be... That's going to be the editor oh, for Oh, next everyone. year, every... Oh, man. I just use um, ChatGPT to make me a workout program. Like, I've always paid people to do it. I'm like, let's see. It's amazing. I love it. <sighs> I'm sorry. Yeah, true. For free. In two seconds. And it was a decent workout program? Yeah, I've been doing it. Like, I've been doing it for three That's weeks. That's sick. I mean, it's heavy cardio, so it's like, you know, run and do these, like, four exercises. Yeah. But No, but still, it gives you a lot of, sense. like, suggestions. And, yeah. You know, chat to be teams, great. It's coming for everybody. It's coming Every for aspect. everybody. I'm going to be right there. And I'm going to be right in the way. not going to fight it. No. I'm, Let it happen. Mm-hmm. I've been playing around with mid-journey a oh, lot. Oh, fun. And that is... Oh, my God. That one gets me. I don't know what that is. Midger, okay. it's an image creation. Oh, the you image know that picture one? I posted okay. the other day of the cows and the flood and Bigfoot? Yes. Because of did everything flooding. Did you do No, someone did. Someone mid-journeyed it and okay. found it on Lost Coast So Alpha's. AI visual. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so just weird, whatever things. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> Which is great for us because it just makes your job easier. You don't have to focus. Mm-hmm. Once they get the editing down, especially for audio, it's a wrap. Because then anyone mm-hmm. can record. It doesn't matter how bad it sounds. You can just put it out there and it's going to sound great. Yeah. 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 Um, even in Instagram now, there's the AI stickers. Have you done that? Oh, I haven't played around with that. So mm-hmm. if you go like, have you? No. Dude, I know. It's super new. So basically you go to 
like the plus and then stickers. Oh, and then yes. and then you AI stickers and you can it's not on that. that good because it's Instagram. No, but you can type in it. You could be like cows in a pond in a barn land and it'll promote it'll put up photos of whatever you tell it. And I, I was doing like happy orange on a summer day and then I was like <laughs> sad orange. <laughs> On a cloudy day, and then there's just like an orange with like smiley face. I don't know, it made exactly what I wanted. So that's basically what Mid Journey is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it. So now, so it's like you said, give it a year. I think like that type of thing is going to be in all platforms. Some type of like, hey, create your own this right now. And you're not even going to have to leave the app. Yeah. You can stay right in Instagram not, and do it. And instead, of, you're not going to go to Canva and make something or mm. pay somebody on Fiverr to make a logo to throw a watermark. You just be like, Make me a little like mid journey in app watermark. Have you guys used Fiverr at all? Oh yeah, so many no. times. What I was like, it was one of those so things that actually much. I was taught about in business school was like Nancy. the concept of getting yeah getting on Fiverr Fiverr and utilizing your skills there, or like when you need to hire people. But like I don't know, I just don't. I haven't needed it, and I haven't. I don't. Ugh. I was such a nerd. It's another thing. <laughs> in in college, after Nancy showed me that, I would like. For my final reports, I would pay somebody $5 to make me like a cover page on an essay that like didn't even need it. But I was like, I wasn't that good at like writing. So I like relied on like a presentation. So I would always have like good stuff like photos or graphs in the essays or whatever. So yeah, I would use Fiverr just for like. There's a ton of stuff on there. Oh yeah. And it's like dollars too. Because somebody around the world is like, you know, $5 goes a long way. Yeah. So I had somebody design a logo for the podcast on Fiverr and it was the last time that I used Fiverr. They made a graph of a girl sitting on a pink couch. She had blonde hair riding a wave with a palm tree. How much did you pay them? I think I I got ripped off. I think I paid. It was at least a hundred bucks. Now I would say it was probably like 175. Now you can ask AI to do it and they'd probably do a way better job. Way better job. Well, yeah, we didn't have that back then. I can't believe. I want to redo our logo. I should look into like using AI to do it. Yeah, mid journey. Wow, that's, yeah. Mm. Now we have that. Mm -hmm. You'd probably get a great result from it. Better than Fiverr. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unlimited revisions, not like two or whatever that they. I think mid journey you have to pay for now. You do. You do. Okay. Oh, we'll pay. But it's only like 20 bucks. Mid journey's not bad. Yeah, no. I call paying for that. <laughs> Matt will pay for all the conveniences, which yeah. is kind of which is kind of nice. I will definitely. Well, if you don't pay for it, it takes your time. Yeah, yes. that's, and I that's like always that. the trade off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you want to invest your time in versus what do you want to invest money in? I want all the convenience. That is a big thing we've talked about. Is Matt's time? Matt doesn't have a lot of time, I don't have and a lot of time. he will pay to have time. Yeah, which is okay. It's just good. Like if you already know that about yourself. Man, and you can do it. It's better in the long run, I guess. Yeah, it's a leverage but, thing, right? Yeah. Do you, is that just your business is so consuming? That's where the time is. Yeah, and I have like multiple like businesses, I guess. What do you do? I know about lawn care. Yeah, I do lawn care, and then I teach at College of the Redwoods, and then I'm like really family oriented. My family's up here. I spend a lot of time with fam, so I feel like I have three different like and and what. The things you previously have done, most recently that you recently have done, lots of other things as well in yeah. compilation with that. Yeah, like Rotary, Rotaract. And then the nonprofit. Nonprofit then, stuff, yeah. Yeah. I used to, I ran a nonprofit for five years. What nonprofit? It was called Inspire One. What was it about? Um, we would recruit and bring people who wanted to travel overseas and like volunteer. So we brought them to like either Peru or Uganda. 
and work with like these small grassroots organizations over there. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I started it because I traveled in, to Uganda and then I was like, oh, I want to start a company. And I came back here, started a company, and then I started bringing people over there. Was it similar to like Peace Corps work? You guys were volunteering over there? Yeah, like the, whatever, the projects that we did were wherever the needs were at the time that we were there. So that could have been like building a fence or building gardens and putting in like a water system. What a great way to travel though. Oh, it was so great because we got to travel, have fun, and then also like work during the day. So it was kind of like a volunteerism type of thing, volunteer and tour the country. I feel like that's satisfying. That's like all-encompassing satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, then you're not just going to another country and sitting on a beach. You kind of get to get your hands dirty and be involved. Be a part of Definitely. where you're going. Yeah. yeah, but like even the locals were like, yo, go see my country. Like we got great like jungles and like lakes and rivers. And so we would go to the Nile River and that's so cool. bungee jump and whitewater raft and all the fun is stuff. The, is the nonprofit still up and running? Uh, no. Once the pandemic happened, kind of like shut down. Cause how many businesses got wiped out because of COVID? A lot, most. A lot, but how many started because of COVID? I wouldn't be yeah. doing this podcast if I not for COVID. Would admit, I wouldn't have Hounds of Humble if it wasn't for COVID, so. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it ended a lot of businesses that like were going downhill or like businesses were not like able to like innovate and like or be different. Or just staying afloat, which in the name of small businesses, a lot of them, you're just getting by. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then to have something catastrophic happen like that and it's just tips you over the edge yeah it was sad i'm starting to recognize more and more how many people um were also able to like pivot or like they closed their business and like bought or restarted another one so they didn't end up entirely just like out of luck like there are a lot of um business owners that were like oh yeah well then i started this and they're like cool you did some you figured it out you figured out how to get through like everyone else did for the most part so yeah it was really interesting Things that we'll never see again, though. Just gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's the name of business. You got to leverage. If if you hit a brick wall, you have to pivot. Otherwise, oh, yeah. you're going to be blockbuster. Yeah. And it doesn't end well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's still one blockbuster left. I think it's an organ. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah. The first one. <laughs> the first and last. Talk and, about yeah. a dinosaur. Oh. I know. Now they're like renting it out. You can like rent it out. And oh, for parties. For parties. You have a birthday. And like you I can, would have a blockbuster party. You can go down the aisle and pick out any movie you want. Do they still rent out movies there? Yeah. Well, no. No. It's just a location. Actually, I don't know. I'm no, tired. it's a I'm nostalgia totally location. Just, <laughs> so you yeah. can go and like be there. And, but you like, have to rent something. They should put up just a couple DVDs. A nostalgia location? Yeah. Is that what it's called? You ever been to like Legoland? Museum. Nostalgia location. No, I haven't been to Legoland. <laughs> Yeah. Do you guys think about that a lot with the pivot towards, I mean, both of you guys are very into social media. Mm-hmm. Do you think about that with longevity? Is that that's kind of a safeguard building up almost a social persona? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Both of us are so heavily. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We both know, we both know that. My business could be doing absolutely nothing like it is right now. And people still tag me and stuff and send me stuff and know I exist and ask me and say, mm-hmm. oh, I know you who you are. And yeah. I'm not even doing anything. Like it's okay. It works. It's a safeguard for sure. It is. I look at it as it's almost like building like credit, like currency. Mm-hmm. Like the, every time I post, I'm like putting money into like a savings account. Like somebody in the world is going to see something that I like post, say, create, show my face. And that over like a long period of time, no matter what I do, like I just know the value of that. Well, you've got a pretty big YouTube page, right? I got a couple thousand followers. Yeah. Subscribers. Yeah. So, and I like go uh, during the pandemic, I was like, I'm going to go super hard on videos. 
And so I just like was making three sh- YouTube shorts a day for the span of six months. I didn't miss a day. And then I, that's when I hit a thousand subs. And so they were, and they were like videos that I wasn't like talking in necessarily. It was me playing basketball and me cooking me like doing random things. It was kind of just me like playing with the algorithm, like seeing what worked and what didn't work. Lifestyle stuff. Yeah, just really lifestyle stuff. Nothing like too niche. Cooking eggs terribly. Really, yeah. That was, was a big like thing he did. Purposely cooking eggs bad. That's like Justin's, what was it? The best breakfast the burrito. burrito. Yeah, the hunt that he was on. Oh, well, that was actually quality content. I was, was not posting quality. Quality. <laughs> I wish he would still do it. Yeah. Has he stopped doing that? Yeah, just for now. Yeah, yeah. 29, though. We got 29 reviews out of him. There's got to be a point where you run out of places to try. Humble's not that big. He had over 50 on the list. I, I think he's yeah. only once. It's, that's kind of a lot. You could send him in requests. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's <laughs> yeah. what... I mean, I social media for me is... I feel like a dinosaur with that. I would not be on social mm-hmm. media if not for doing this. It's almost a requirement. Mm-hmm. You have to. Oh, yeah. it is a requirement. And that's what's really cool about Hounds of Humboldt is that you don't even have a physical location yet, but you've built up this <sighs> brand and this awareness around what you're trying to build. It's actually really remarkable um, that it is so heavily seen. I was, where was I at the other day where someone, I was like petting a dog and they're like, oh, you like dogs? And I was like, yeah, I have a dog business. They're like, what is it? I was like, Hounds of Humboldt. They're like, oh, I know who you are. I was like, Sick. Like, people will be like, oh, I see your stickers. And I'm like, cool. Like, this means that like when I start it, it'll immediately have loyalty. Or if someone tries to steal my idea, everyone's going to know who started it first. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for, um, my personal Instagram being so just authentic and whatever it is, my business Instagram wouldn't wouldn't be what it is either. So yeah, that's a big thing is the authentic authenticity of just being who you are on social media all the time. That's a hard thing for people to find sometimes. Yeah, is your voice almost in that atmosphere? I think we go through learning phases with that. The same way we go through like um like our communication styles with other people and just like how we communicate with people at work, like social media. I've gone through so many phases of who I am on there and what I want to promote and how I want to act. And then you find your niche of who you're are to the rest of the world. So, yeah. Did you guys kind of plan that out for what you wanted from the podcast was what you were going to present to the public in a way, or has that just been organic? Mm -hmm. It's been pretty organic. Huh? Sometimes we literally have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> no, we like meet ninety nine percent of the both time. like in the same car and like we have the same like I think overall vision, but like sometimes we're definitely like, you know, just figuring doing it out it. in the moment, like yeah. super in the moment in the week. Like, who's our guest next week? Uh, I don't know. Let's hit some people up and like just really just like you know yeah. doing the best we can with like the little time that we can spend each week on the podcast having like full-time jobs and like you know we're both like really into the gym and into self-care so yeah I mean we give the attention to the podcast but you know it's only you know so many hours a week so um but I think we've had like I don't know over like almost 30 guests or something mm-hmm. and like also almost half crazy when you think about it huh? half guests yeah it's how many connections up. we've made and mm-hmm. friends we've made or things we've just learned about people we've known forever that we're like oh Wait, okay, cool. Like, it's it's awesome. Yeah. A lot comes out when you sit somebody down in front of a microphone 
it's almost like a filter comes off. It's surprising. Yeah. Surprisingly, a lot does come out. I think some people think that they're not going to know what to talk about or they're not good at talking about themselves. Like when we had my mom on, she's like, I'm not good at talking about myself. I'm like, actually, fun fact, you're really good at that. You might think you're not. Um, if you will just, yeah, people want to tell stories. Yeah, they do. People want to story tell. Mm-hmm. And spe- like the, once the headphones get on, I don't know, something about the headphones really do it for me. Oh, you like I used to hate now, them. I know. Really? Yeah. Hearing your voice. Yeah. I used to hate having them on, but now it's it's good. It puts you in it a makes different sense. zone. It, it locks you in. Yeah. If you don't have the headphones, you kind of drift a little more. And I already drift so much anyways, I need the headphones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the headphones so much. It's definitely a different experience. I've had a lot of guests where they come on and maybe 20 minutes in, they're like, I can't, I can't do the headphones anymore. Oh, I really? can't hear my voice. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hmm. Well, if you've never done it, and it's your first time and you're listening to yourself. Yeah. yeah okay. That kind of sucks. Uh-huh. You're, yeah, you're distracting yourself it's from an adjustment. having the conversation yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, then they just take it off and you just, And then you yeah. keep going. Yeah. For, I like the headphones. The headphones are a big plus for me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those things where you just have to keep going. I think then that applies to everything. You just got to, you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have the answers. You're just consistency. Consistency. Yeah. Consistency is like the key to everything. Like your self-care and your job and your relationships, like being consistent with your own expectations and then like your communication of expectations and what you're doing. Just, yeah. We just, we'll skip weeks sometimes if it's like a holiday where like we're wiped, but we have been. We want to be consistent. We don't even know when we're going to end. One day we'll end. Who knows? Could be next year. Could be five years, and it'll probably be random. We'll probably be like, oh, oh yeah, I shoot. don't want to right. end. Yeah, but also like I don't want to end. It's just so consistent now. It's ingrained into our routine, um, and it's also kind of the only time we get to hang out is yeah. when we podcast. Like we'll spend a little bit of time before, like goofing off, and then he does his other podcast right after ours, and so then it's just like a bunch of people in the room podcast vibes all of our friends and then like i won't see matt for a whole other week unless i unless i see him at a work event or something but it's also our friend time mm-hmm. true so. and that's got to keep it fresh in a way too so you guys don't get burnt out and you're sitting there like okay what are we going to talk about because yeah honestly. we've been talking non-stop yeah no we haven't had much of that no burnout feeling. that was a kind of a thing when we had albie on because me and her were best friends so we would see each other all the time or like talk all the time and then it's here at the podcast and i'm like Okay, I know everything. I already know what happened your whole week. Oh, you yeah. You know, and so like she has to tell Matt and then I would be, you know, interjecting because I already know the story. Oh, um, uh, So wow, that was yeah. a little different. But me and Matt, we don't have time to talk throughout no. the week. <laughs> no, we catch up, yeah. <laughs> so we catch up and let the world know what we've been doing and mm-hmm. the decisions we've made and the, make sure we did our homework. Well, and you guys are kind of archiving your progress along this journey, yeah, which is really cool. Big time. You guys, it's most like people, they diary. start, yeah, they start and you don't see that start. You just see the end product mm-hmm. when they're, you know, rich and famous and have this business line. Well, I feel like you've done the same too. It's like, if you go back and like listen to this and watch some of your old episodes, it's probably like, like you've come so far and like, I've, I don't even want to know what the first episode sounds like. I don't you know. <laughs> Not good. I can tell you that. We had one Yeti mic in Matt's living room, mm-hmm. and it was three of us, just like he huddled around the mic. And it was that we're yeah. we're doing an hour, like we've always done, like basically an hour. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was it was fun though, because <laughs> <laughs> we even actually even when we about. started the first, because we are we're in a oh studio now, but even the first episode we did inside a legit recording studio 
we didn't have podcast mics. Like there was a recording mic. We so we had the Yeti in a studio and I was like, this is so whack. Like we yeah. yeah. Thankfully Matt's been about it. Matt's knew what equipment to get and all of the things. Cause well, I, I li- just listened to our producer, Eli. He's who knows the audio. Yeah. And he's been yeah. just I'm like, what do we need, bro? And he'll just be like, You need this. And I've been just getting all the stuff we need basically. And it works. Yeah. SM7Bs. We started on the Zoom P4 and then P8. Now we're... Just keep going. Yeah. Incremental uh, progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll be, we're good for now. I think our sound yeah. is is solid and I think it's like, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, we got four nice mics. I feel like the mics are the biggest thing. Once you get a decent mic, oh, man. you really, there's not another level for audio. Because mm-hmm. even if there's background good. noise, like if the mic's good and you're speaking into the mic properly... Yeah. It's so minimal, or it can mm-hmm. be edited out, or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure that Yeti picked up quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. especially because where Matt lived. <laughs> live above a convenience. He's like, or he'll live be above like, I gotta go close store. the window. Yeah, like, so it was like forklifts and yeah. cars and trucks parking and beep. There's beep. definitely were car alarms in some of those. Yeah, first recordings. Yeah. Well, and what's cool about you two is that you guys can talk to each other, so it's not like you're relying on a guest to show up, or you have to have a guest because you guys can get together and. Oh, yeah. Do it. Yeah. yeah. And then also, like, having Eli there, like, if if it's just us two, like, he'll be more engaged in the conversation and, like, mm-hmm. feel free to talk. And it just ends up being... And, like, that's what I really wanted in the beginning was, like, friends talking about business and telling people about business and yeah. learning together. And, um, yeah, makes it easy. I mean, our mm-hmm. la- the last one we did, just the two of us, was New Year's Day. And, like, we were both wiped. And I was Dude. like, people are going to... Uh. I mean... Like 20 people listened, but we we were exhausted and we still figured out. We talked about whatever we talked about and Mm -hmm. we just hung out. And we we did Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. That's the one you did with your mom, right? Yeah, Yeah. on Christmas. And then we did New Year's Day. Like we like really (sighs) hitting the grind. We even go hard on the days. Like when we take a day off. Also a day off, technically for me. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Still working. Still doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because part of the Right, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's part of the whole plan, whatever the plan might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all part of the fun. It's just the ride. Yeah. yeah, I went live for a year and a half every Tuesday with one of my friends. Oh so yeah, it was called um, what was it called? Top of the Morning Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't miss a Tuesday for like a year and a year and six months. So was, we were so proud of ourselves. Um, That's a hard schedule to keep. Oh, even yeah. though it's one that was week, during the pandemic, still... so we were all in our house, and it just was like. Clip. It was just like much easier than doing that now, like not skipping a Tuesday now. And like the fact that I posted three shorts a day, every day for six months, that was like during the pandemic. Like that was like a really different time. And that was when you had the capacity we had the to ca- do yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just in your house, so much time. So yeah, because three shorts, I, I'm thinking about that now. I try to do a post a day, and even yeah. that just falls off a cliff sometimes. You're like, yeah. I can't. It's so well, I got, hard. I got it down to, I, I could post a short in under three minutes. So basically, it was 180 seconds. I could post a 15 second short with like text with hashtags, and so basically it was nine minutes, and I could post my three. You had it down to a science. Yeah, so I'd film throughout the day, and then at night I would edit three different ones. And so I knew, but I knew the angles I needed to film during the day to get what I wanted at night. So that's like just the rhythm I just kept doing. See, that's a challenge when you do a podcast because you don't know what's going to be said i mean you guys go in dry right you're not scripting out it oh yeah no. yeah no so you might get 
a podcast where you could clip a ton or you might get a podcast where we're not clipping anything from this. Now I'm... Yeah. And like, we don't edit our podcasts at all. So like whatever comes out of our mouths is that's Mm -hmm. what it is and it will get uploaded. And if it's terrible, it's never terrible. But if it's not clippable, whatever. Um, But yeah, we've had people ask like, oh, like, what do you want for me? Like, what are are you going to have like topics? Like my mom was so like, I don't know what to talk about. I'm like, just sit down, just Uh sit down and talk to me. Like we're having, we're having conversation and like, we just, um, got someone for next Monday and she asked like, are there gonna be topics? Should I have a bio? And I was like, nah, like we'll figure like I'll, yeah. fi- we'll do it all, figure it all out at the end. But like, just show up. Just show I think up. it's better that way. Which is what I loved about, um, how you just, just started talking and this is now the podcast because we do an intro, but sometimes like I, I've, I've literally stopped us from having conversations before we start recording. So I'm like, whoa, 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 we're getting into stuff right here that I want to like have recorded. And like, this is, yeah. So that immediate authenticity of just dialogue. Well, you guys are brave. You read the intro every time. That's your thing. Dude. Yeah. I'm so nervous every that's, time. Yeah. That, <laughs> I'll I never me- do that's it. That's tough. I mess up like, and I'm like, my heart rate like literally races before. It's, well, that's also And that's why when I like stall and I go like this and glow, glow yeah, like, like, don't use my full Matt, name. Don't like, use my full name. <laughs> don't get me started. Okay. He's been doing really good lately. Yeah. I've He's, been trying hard. Yeah. The, the intro is really good. I think it might be time to do a pre-recorded intro. I think we just, are time, yeah. Like, because we figured out the flow. Because well, once we, we could, we we could just we take could. the best one and give it to Eli, or yeah. he could just put that. Um, but yeah, I think we're there too. But yeah, so we, authenticity has kind of always been our thing, and so yeah. that that kind of plays into that. But I think we're almost time to graduate to a pre-recorded. Well, you're braver than I, I am because I used to just record my intro back when I did them at the end after the guests left, That's and I'd I used sit to do in here first too, yeah, and just. Go through 10, 15 you know what you talk about, Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. You could be like, we talked about this and this and this because you already know. Yeah, reading them live with them in there would be a little intimidating. Like, okay, I don't want to mess this up. Yeah. He always, if he does, it's perfectly messed up. Listen, there's there's some really good <laughs> how nice enter- she is. entertaining She's mess ups where I'm like, that was weird. Don't start over. We're keeping it. It was great. Well, it's, that adds you know, to the authenticity. Yeah. You guys just yeah. hit the ground running. You can ex- just accept, accept that. <laughs> yeah no part humility humility is part of part of my like my system i feel like i try to harness that yeah and i didn't even know what that was i remember this one dude in rotary i was like 23 at the time and he like it was this big event it's a leadership conference and he pulled me aside and he's like dude do you know what humility is and i was like no he's like you have it and I was like, okay, that's good, sick. And he's just like, I have a master's in human behavior, mm. and I just want to tell you that, like, just he gave me this like pep talk. He's like, just keep doing what you're doing. Like, you have humility, and I was like, what humility? That's such a weird word. For some reason, I just didn't know what it was at the time. But like, I feel like like you, I try to harness, like, remember that conversation. I'm like, oh yes, I do have this thing. So like, authenticity and like messing up in front of people. I'm just like, man, that's chill. I have to practice humility a lot actually yeah it, which is it, why i will not be doing the intro ever it's because yeah. i want it to be perfect and it's not gonna be <laughs> no it's, i know it's hard not to want to be perfect humility is a really good thing as a business owner though to ha- like to it's a requirement it's, almost yeah mm-hmm. people yeah yeah because stuff hurts they say we get told we're suck or like for me uh, people like will dm me all the time and be like oh you misspelled that word or like you didn't mm-hmm. like all like always misspell stuff in post and that used to like get to me like years ago, but now I'm right. like, oh, it's all chill now. But also I think, I'm trying to think if this is the right way to say it, but like humility is like the enemy of the ego. 
you know? Like if your ego is too big, like you need to work on having humility and not always like allowing your allowing your ego to take over. Mm. And there's some business owners where it's like they're not going to admit they're wrong. They're not going to take critique. They're not going to take feedback. And they're not going to accept like letting go and having humility around yeah. their baby, which I get. But yeah. They'll actually be like some people will actually be like upset with feedback. Yeah. Rather than like. To, or like ex, the, some people would be upset with even just trying people trying to help them mm-hmm. and so that's like anti-humility that's like opposite and which it's is like, a terrible thing to implement if you want to improve yeah like build your business more yeah. and build a community around yourself mm-hmm. that's not the way to go it about takes it. being self-aware i mean i definitely like i have to practice it like there are people who will be like oh why don't you just round some i'm like no like, don't tell me what you think I should do. But then I'm like, yeah. okay, let's just like rewind. Let it like happen. Mm-hmm. Like I should listen to all of the things, all of the critiques, all the feedback, yeah, all of whatever, and uh, not shut my brain down. Uh, I got you know? a lot of practice with that with when I was doing the Inspire One okay. thing because a lot of people would ask me like, oh, why are you doing stuff in Africa? Why aren't you doing stuff here? Like we have homeless people here. We have people that need help in our county. Like, I got so much criticism like over the span of five years. And so I just got so practiced of like mm. how to be approached with like, you know, something that's like my passion, my baby. And like people are critiquing and being like, why are you doing that? And so I think I built a lot of like thick skin for that. You have during to. that. Yeah, for sure. And it's crazy because everyone will always have an opinion on how you're supposed to do the thing that you're doing, even if they don't have any experience in the field any idea what's going on behind the scenes. I'm sure you guys get that with the podcast. Oh, you should do, you should do it this way. You should start doing that. I think it's the one thing no one tells us anything about is a podcast, except for my mother. (laughs) She's always right to me. It would take a, a, you know, a fan to do that. I mean, we're not getting like stopped by and and, like getting fans. You're not getting bum rushed on the streets yet. Yeah, not yet. Actually, I did have someone stop me in Murphy's the other day. Someone did. Okay. Wildberries won. So go team. Murphy's? Dude, Wildberries. Let's go. Grocery stores. (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah it's really not the, not really the i would take feedback but no we, but yeah we, we would we take feedback i kind of would love it we kind of like ask for it in the episodes like dm us like if you what guests should we have or like how are we what doing we what talk do about think? what's our topics yeah mm-hmm. it's really the only person who's ever said things is my mom and we have taken her advice like we changed yeah. the intro mm-hmm. or we i adjusted how i interrupt matt and you know we've adjusted other things because my mom Pay, listen to every single one knowing both of us like who we are as people That's not true. just as like a listener but i wish people would like we I'm, we've always talked about doing a call-in style thing which oh, we'd have I to like super so promote bad. you know and like make it a time and like promote like this between this hour and this hour call this number and we could Maybe we, can we could hook it up what if we give gift cards to the call you have to give a sponsor first <laughs> <laughs> but um i feel like call-in episode would be a really interesting way to like get different engagement and oh i want that so bad I want people to be like, no, me, me, call in. You know, when I was like 12, <laughs> I remember calling in 707-443-9696. Are you from here? Yeah. Okay, what is do that? Do you know what that is? I don't. Okay, that was, you could call Power 96.3. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was the that number. Pete Meyer. Yeah, that was the number you could call. And it would be like, he'd be like, okay, this is the question of the day. And if you call in, then you get free like tickets to some show or you get like $10 off at you know, some restaurant or something. And, or you play 10 seconds of a song and be like, if you know the song, call in. And I remember calling in and being like, is it this, is it this? So yeah, I just want people to call Matt in. Matt has a nostalgia around call-ins. Okay, yeah. get it now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a great way to interact with your audience. 
have yeah. them be a part of the show. Yeah, and some of my favorite podcasts are things where people like come on and talk or like call in like, like Theo Vaughn this past weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. People leave oh, voicemails and that just kills me, dude. I yeah. think it's great. Well, and three, Theo's great at off-the-cuff stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I like what... <laughs> I wish my brain worked that way. I don't know where it all comes from, but... It's, oh, he yeah, has like three brains just, and they're all different people or something. He's yeah on another level. But yeah, I think we could... Just implementing something that... I don't know. Makes it a little different. Like call-ins or voicemails or... Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. I've wanted mm-hmm. to do like a maybe a Friday night live stream and then have people submit videos and you would go mm. through the videos of them talking about stuff or asking questions. Yeah. Trying to get advice and that's sick. That's yeah. Another way to kind of implement that. Yeah, we've I, talked a lot about doing a live pod. Oh, um, go live. Which yeah, it'll we happen. Go live sometime. We talk I don't know. We haven't talked about that. We have talked about it. We've no. talked about doing one at school. We've talked about doing one okay, out. Yeah in at an event Mm. takes some coordination it does yeah we might have to have a business meeting soon another plan forming yeah yeah i used to do these live for a long time really it's a great way to build more people because people will just check it out to say oh this person's youtube live or insta live i did youtube i did youtube and facebook and then you could still save the audio and visual and then re-upload like upload it as a final yeah and kind of clean up the thing. audio a little bit and cool the cameras and sick stuff. hmm yeah i think the one issue now is um the camera sds lasting long right the what that sorry memory, camera memory? the memory card i don't know <laughs> yeah i think those, those don't last that long are you talking so. about the video? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get a big SD card. Well, like the, they shut off at just 36 minutes, so we have to like restart them. Oh, you have one of those cameras? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have one of your No, these... <laughs> I've, I used a GoPro for a long time okay. and ran into a number of different problems. The camera would just shut off because it overheat. So right. then the back end of the video would just be a still image of mm-hmm. us sitting there. But the 36 minute, I think that's certain cameras have Certain that. cameras just do yeah. it. And like people say, it's like no way of, of to avoid it. So you have to look at a certain type of camera. There's like photography cameras that just mm-hmm. sh- are made for shooting stills and then can do video. And then there's ones that can shoot long form. Yeah. I think, but even with long yeah. form, you're, I have 256 gigabyte, 256 gigabyte memory cards, I think in these. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that only gives you five hours. Which exactly. Is yeah. Safe. That's would, a that would huge be memory card. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll I, I, yeah, I I I started buying those two fifty six for the just for that thing. Yeah, I started. Yeah. Right. I did sixty four, and, and sixty four wasn't and enough. You're like, oh yeah. no, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, got to clean all the files every single time, and if you forget, then you got to go fix it. And oh man, yeah, yeah. My biggest problem now is just storage in general yeah. because I keep a back catalog of everything in case it gets flagged on you YouTube. Get or like a two off. terabyte hard drive. I'm, I'm probably sitting at. Over 10 terabytes uh, of data. You need like a, what am I trying to think of? Cloud storage. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm kind of at now. Well, yeah, I have like, I have quite a few terabytes. Yeah. Of yeah. Like and it just sits there. Too, yeah. Why am I just storing? Well, and I want to have backups because I'm like, what if my something falls? What if YouTube and, crashes? Yeah. Or like something, even right. the, what if one hard drive like breaks and, you know, crashes. And so you have to have a backup on all of them. So do you guys keep backups of the podcast? Uh, I don't know. 
Eli, our producer, our producer does. Eli for sure has backups of everything he's probably ever recorded. Oh no, I think he gave. I, he put them on. He, hard, he puts them a on a drive. separate hard drive. I'm pretty sure. All I, I got the first like forty. I went. I downloaded them once over there. Yeah, I don't, and I delete them out of my computer the second they're on Spotify. <laughs> Takes too much space. I'm like, ah, oh, bye. yeah, yeah. Uh, I bet Eli has a ton of just hard so drives lying hard around, drives, yeah, for music and for a ton of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's like these podcasts take up a lot of space. I mean, especially like the hour long. We both like our our podcast, and then you and the boys like it's an hour long thing. Yeah, and now I'm starting to film the other. I'm Barnable, and that's like I'm using what is it a SSD card for my cell phone now? Oh, uh, the i15 Pro. Yeah, so it's like I'm shooting in ProRes. It's like eighty bucks for like four episodes or something. Wait, what? Do you have to pay for ProRes? Yeah, it's so wild. I'm sorry, I'm so confused. So you're recording on your phone. I'm recording on my phone, and then there's... Do you have an external External hard drive hanging down. Oh, I did not know that's a thing. You can, on the new iPhones, you can record ProRes if you have one of those SD cards. Why do you have to pay for it? The pro re- or oh, you pro have to res. pay for the SD pay, card. Pay for the SD Got card. It. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you had to pay for each recording. No, I was oh, just saying eight dollars for the four. That's just like how, like, if you shoot in ProRes, you only get like two hundred twenty minutes per yeah. SD card or whatever shooting in ProRes. So, like you said, storage is just expensive. The name and of the game adds up quick. There's a lot of variables that um go into ne- yeah podcasting. Do you have, do you have so- sponsors? No, sponsors and advertisers, that's my next mm-hmm. realm. How many episodes you have? This is 173. Cool. Sick. 73, I think. That's a lot. 172, maybe. I think 173. And you go like two hours deep sometimes? Man, I've gone. <laughs> I've gone two hours. I've gone. I think the record is five and a half. Five, nice. Which is probably just overly excessive. I feel bad for anyone that's <laughs> Someone's like that, takes but. like a whole week to watch it, but yeah. Yeah, sponsors and advertising. I mean, we had... One, two. We've had two. Mm-hmm. We're getting another one, right? Yeah. Yeah. They confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice because then we could just offset any costs. Yeah. Um. I think we're getting there. I mean, for my work, Matt's been coming because I work for the Chamber of Commerce, so we do like mixers. So Matt, if he comes, he like gets on the mic and we'll like talk about the podcast. And so people that have like business, like established businesses and money and like advertising budgets are noticing um which is what we want Mm -hmm. um and the more people that we interview and have on and then they tell their friends i think yeah i think it's working but it's hard you got to reach out to so many you got to like a nice proposal and like give them statistics but not too many statistics to wow statistics and yeah it's it's kind of like strategy to it's a lot convince people to give you money for you to talk about them. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, people don't want to just hand out money. Yeah. I used to want to do a thing where every episode I, I would go back and listen and write down any business or influencer, some anyone oh, I shouted really? out and be like, hey, I have shouted you out on so many episodes because that's just your part of my life, but I haven't done it. But that's like how we've gotten guests. Like, because I, mm-hmm. I started shouting out like Alchemy Distillery so many times. I was like, clearly, we just need to have them on. Um, that's sick but it's also like there's sometimes where I just try to keep my mouth shut because I'm like tired of being people free promotion <laughs> like uh, yeah but it's also it's okay 
It's not like it's really costing us that much. Dude, you're so on it. Thanks. It's, you have to be, though. I mean, if you want to be sustainable, you got to start bringing in something, right? Are you guys yeah. just cold, cold reaching out to businesses to get them on? Yeah. yeah just DMing. But we know Instagram. Both know enough and we know enough people, people to where we can like first reach out to like, what what would that be called? Like a, not cold, a warm call, like somebody we already know and be like, yo, you want to sponsor? We're hey, doing like $20 an episode. Um, so that's what we're trying to run right now. But yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll get some people. Honestly, we've only reached out to like, you know, so many of the potentials. Yeah, you got to reach out to a lot. Yeah, we got to reach out to hundreds. I reached to out to like 15. I sent out like 15 I emails. I need to reach out to more actually. She's done a lot. She's handling the back end. Like, okay, she, let me she reach out lot, to some yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, I have more time than Matt. I mean, that's just a fact. And that's okay. So, I mean, he's, he's done a lot of investment in our quality. And so I try and match that with investment in our promotion and reach out and um, yeah everything website and instagram as much as possible oh yeah website too yeah she does websites oh yeah on the side right mm -hmm. i do everything. well and then working at the chamber of commerce you ran their social media page for a while right yeah and i still pretty much do i don't do like the visual content as much but like the engagement and like re like reaching out and like sharing other people's stuff like i'm still on the instagram for my work every day um but yeah no that job's definitely also just been like a good plug for both of our things, um, thankfully. And a great way to kind of A-B test what works in terms of posts that you can kind of translate over to the podcast. Oh, yeah. No, and I think, like, I've ran a lot of Instagrams um, for different companies and, like, um, then my own. And then, um, I mean, at one point I was logged into seven different Instagrams at once. Um and so kind of had like a lot of testing and then listening to like Matt's advice about showing face and like different things that just um, help with engagement. But also it's hard because the algorithm is constantly changing. So if you push something that the algorithm doesn't like, that even though last week it liked it, this week it won't. You just got this week you got to post mm -hmm. everything all the time. I feel like because you don't know what's going to win. Yeah. And it's constantly changing. Ugh. It is constantly changing. Yeah. It's yeah. like the concept of... Um, putting in links that route you outside of Instagram, it hates it. I don't know why, but it hates it. Because it wants um, people to stay in. Yeah. In the gram. Don't leave the app. Yeah. It's a fight. It's a it's a fight. It's, it's a reward. <laughs> I look at it as like, you get rewarded or disciplined for what you post. And if you're sharing something that, you know, the algorithm likes, then you'll get rewarded. If you're sharing things that it doesn't like, then you'll get disciplined. Which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it does. does suck. Big time. Because then they're kind of just, just cultivating what's out there. It's, they are. Definitely. Yeah. And then there, it's a bias. I think it is a bias system too because it's only uplifting things that it wants to, you know, uplift. And there's, you know, some sort of magic wand that's being like, you know, what do we want to have high on the algorithm today? Mm -hmm. And I know somebody who works for Instagram. They live in New York. And they are like trend finder, or he is a trend finder, and he's every day searching what trends are popping. Oh my gosh, people are climbing crates, and there's something oh called God. a crate challenge. There was somebody like him yeah. that was finding that out on the first hour that it was popping. Like, wait, why are there a thousand? Oh my God, there's 4,000 people tagging this crate challenge, you know? So, like, finding trends, sometimes trends only pop for a day, sometimes a week, and there's micro trends, there's long trends, there's different types. So, like, being able to notice those and follow them and use them to your advantage 
just takes using social media a lot. And that's what both of us do. Yeah, the crate challenge was one of those that you probably didn't want to tap in. No, and I just use that example. I think everybody, that's even so people funny. listening, will probably know. I what can I'm like about. see it. I can see the chaos. <laughs> I'm picturing that one of that girl who was climbing up, and I think she was paralyzed because she fell. <laughs> her leg like, went through or something. Yeah, that was yeah. A rough video. That, you know, that's a, a graphic example. But like, <laughs> let's talk about a different trend that's less graphic. Something like uh, doing like green screens, like posting up like a news article or something. I think that's big on TikTok and right now. very big on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's other ones like a two part carousel where you post a meme. It's like fastest growing you know, social media trend in 2024 and then you slide right to the second and then it's a video of you explaining that thing. So it's like you got to get a meme to read and then you swipe and then a video and that like is it called two-part carousel that started popping only a couple months ago. So noticing those trends on social media, it's, it's not just like these weird videos. It's like things like that. There's a lot of thought you have to put into it. It's not just creating an engaging video anymore. There's a lot of back end. There's work. strategy to yeah. getting Having the engagement that you want. That yeah. people want to read and will stick around to read. And also the time to post and and what to post and the colors to use and the font to use and what size and literally everything. Yeah. Yeah. I could nerd out on that stuff. I love that I stuff so much. Well, it's But it's also advantage. exhausting. It's tough. It is, yeah. It's, but it's, it's an advantage if you can figure out how to work it. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, people really make bank off of just existing and like mm-hmm. that. What's that TikTok promoting thing other random stuff? Pretend mm-hmm. to be NPCs. Yeah, Ugh, that, that, yeah. Reads me out so, so bad. The first time I saw it, like the very first time I ever saw it, I immediately deleted TikTok. Off yeah. The I was like, nope, I'm out of here. This is well, weird. This is where I check. This out. is where we're done. <laughs> so I feel like the other day I was. I mean, I think about social media all the time, and I think I've really like even understand social media more every day, and I think I've understand it a lot right now and i'll explain what i discovered so basically like 20 to 20 years ago i used to play like nintendo like what is it uh, uh what is it a game boy mm-hmm. and like other than that i would watch tv like people would watch screens for entertainment and then fast forward 10 years we got like entertainment on our hands we could like watch you know youtube through the internet through our phones and i think then we had the social media where we could interact with other people, but we were so used to using devices and screens for entertainment that I think social and entertainment is so intertwined now that I think a lot of times we're going to our phone not for socializing, it's for just entertainment. Mm-hmm. And then so that aspect is making people kind of like do different things, act differently. Facebook, yes, it started as a social thing to talk to your friends and families and really start off with uh, students and colleges. Only college students could use Facebook at first to interact with one another about, I don't know, college. Um, So I think if you understand social media, then I think the next level is understanding that social media is really just a place for entertainment. So if you're trying to use social media and educate people or like just inform them, then it's not going to work unless it's entertaining. So now we are forced to anything we post, no matter what it is about, you have to make it entertaining or it's not going to stick out. And I think that is like still not understood by creators that Mm -hmm. you can't just post something and be informative. Lame. It's dry. It's not going to work. I'm not going to click your link. Even (laughs) even ESPN, ABC News, all these mainstream things are doing dances in the studios. They're having young people run these Mm -hmm. accounts and doing weird trends and they're like eating food funny and skipping through the studios. Like every big 
company understands it's entertainment now. It's not just a place to interact. Yeah. So yeah, that was my big discovery. Yeah. And it kind of sucks because I like even the other day I yelled at one of, my, one of my friends. I was like, why are you having a conversation with me on Instagram? You have my phone number. I do not. This is no. Like I'm not trying to at this point, I'm not trying to have like social interactions besides sending <laughs> stupid videos. Like we are now in a deep conversation, but like we were texting yesterday. Like can no. Like it's just like I want to try and separate it because it is now an entertainment promotional thing and t- bringing back the boundary of like phone calls and texts and like, you know, FaceTimes and not just existing through that, which is like tracking everything and knows what we want. And like if I feel like I've messaged my friends about something and then I'll never stop freaking seeing it on Instagram. That happened. Yeah, it's a thing and it's fine, whatever. But I think just like knowing that I'm like, yeah, I'm here to like, obviously like I'm going to have conversations with people, but like just holding on to the former of communication um, and allowing Instagram to still be mostly entertainment and and promotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's almost a dying breed going down that path because everybody, it's just. I had this idea for 2024 to like, um, to send, like, to send postcards to someone once a month in my life and just, like, do things that, like, change, like, work our brain now in a different way. It used to be the way. And now going back to, like, writing something out and taking the act of waiting for them to acknowledge it. And just now, now that is a rewire, which is so strange to me. But, like, that's something I really wanted to, like, work on because then it's going to be just all lost. So yeah, when was the last time you wrote a letter? ChatGPT yeah, wrote a letter ago. for me. <laughs> Outsourced it. Yeah. Um, nah, man, I don't know. Yeah, I a mean, last time. year I wrote. Yeah. I sent out some Christmas cards last year on behalf of like. I work, mean, I, I, yeah, I write cards, but, but is that a letter? Yeah, that is something that. So like we've um, we've both spoke mm, that word spoken speak speak. Sorry. Spoke. Yeah. But we both yeah. spoke at business classes, mm-hmm. um, whether it's together or separately or for um, not even just business, anything. And we've gotten like written thank you letters Oh yeah, that's from cool. those classes, which is, I think, such a good thing that teachers are still doing and implementing is like, oh, someone came in here and taught you something and dedicated their time and it's not your teacher and they're not getting paid. Um, and everyone in the class signed it and they sent it in the mail and it was, it's Sweet. so like, I have mine sitting on my desk. I'm like, this is, this is so meaningful and so much better than like a shout out on Instagram, to be honest. Like, and it's kind of cool, um, that we both have like, we've texted each other like, oh my gosh, did you get a letter? That's like, serious. it feels so different. Well, know? it's an investment of your time. It's not just sending a DM. Hey, thanks for showing it up. It means so much more. Matt yeah. is the one who used to always talk about thank you cards. He yeah, is a, was, he's a thank you person. Yeah. So I, my major at call, or at uh, HSU was recreation administration, and so in leadership facilitating and um, you know planning, event holding, that type of thing. And so like writing a thank you card was like ingrained in like the curriculum. Like make sure to write a thank you to all the sponsors, the vendors, the people that helped out, anybody involved in this event gotta write thank you cards that was just like always part of the the procedure so i like try to adopt that and like write thank you cards whenever like that type of stitch is going on yeah and we had the person who taught me that lesson 
in college, like on our podcast, Clark Swan. She's she's was one of our guests like many episodes ago. But yeah, writing thank you cards. It's a good strategy. Goes a long way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just Don't. building that investment in mm-hmm. people and showing that you care. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, showing that you care outside of like what's expected now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's good. I don't even know if anything's expected anymore. People are so all over the place. It's just that too. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm like thinking about social media so much now. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. It oh, is I love social media. Was that just something that you were interested in with social media, or is that stemmed from having businesses and needing to outreach through that? Mm, yeah, it's. I think it's from having businesses and like knowing that it's like a. F- it's like I'm forced to use it, it's so a tool. I have to fall in love with it, type of thing. Um, so I've just like chose, like, okay, I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna say I love it. I think I actually do love it, but I'm also like, I know I force myself to love it. <laughs> um, but I, th- I think it's fun. I can see, res- I can do something. I can see results, and I get to like work on myself and my confidence, and you know, I, I don't know, build your self esteem. Like any negative comments, like I don't know, it's a lot of like you could look at it as like helping your like self grow in in ways. Yeah. I think um I think about it a lot that if I didn't have a business Instagram or the podcast Instagram or if mm-hmm. I had to be on it for work, I think I would take very long social media breaks. I think oh, I yeah. would shut it down, you know, for a week a week on end or weeks on end. But then at the same time, like I have managed to and I'm I mean I hate the word, but it's true. Like influence people to do better and to be better and or like just I don't know whenever I'm like I'll be like in a rut where I'm like fuck social media I don't want to do this I'm here and why am I posting this someone will message me and be like oh the only reason I ate this or I went to the gym or I thought this way is because you posted about it and you were honest about it and I was like all right I'll stay that's influence it is influence and thankfully I feel like I'm doing it in all the right ways and like people tell me like don't stop posting about this and I'm Mm -hmm. like cool like I guess I have to be here. And it's like, I'm definitely forcing myself to love it. Like Matt loves it. (laughs) You love it, Matt. You (laughs) are very minimally forcing yourself, but I could drop off the face of the earth if I capably could. Like if it wasn't making me money in some Mm -hmm. sort of way or, you know, down the line was good for me, my business, but yeah. Yeah. I, I started using it a lot when I was in college and I would do like this thing, like hashtag hire me. Cause I would just like need work and I didn't want to like, I didn't like have like, I worked for changing tides, like doing one-on-one care with like children and adults with special needs, but it was like very minimal hours. So, and I could create those hours. So I would just like post like, Hey, I do handiwork, hashtag hire me for whatever. And that like really did get me by the whole way through college. And then after college, I was like, Oh, I need to start businesses. And then I started a, um, business to like recycle recycle plastic and make new products and that didn't work and then try to business like selling products online that didn't work and then started the lawn care company but all along the way I like just kept posting I'm like that's the only way people are going to know like what these businesses are about so I was like so adamantly like I don't want a nine to five the only option I knew was to like post every day about something get people's attention and try to sell something and that was just like I don't know it's almost like a survival instinct too like if I don't do this, I'm not gonna be able to like eat. Like I can eat more or I can buy more groceries if I post more. <laughs> like that is a literal that's a link that I have in my head. Yeah. Because I don't know, it gets me money. 
when you get that constant feedback loop of you post something, it blows up or it gets a great response. And then you're incentivized to go back and do it again because yeah, oh, I got to hit that button. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do feel the addiction part too. And I do scroll more than I should, but also I do post a lot. There'll be weekends where I like don't have anything to do and I'm literally just like on the couch all weekend. So bad. My right? just... elbows hurt. Like I will get the elbow from, <laughs> from scrolling, being on my phone, like yeah. holding my arm in a specific position. And I'm or, just doom scrolling. And I'm like, what the heck? Off any everything. I'm like, ooh, okay, now I'm on the app. Now I'm on the app. I'm like, do anything else. Like, I'm man. jumping around apps and oh man, I yeah. have to like. Yeah, I have to really stop myself. I um, had a week off during Christmas and I did all of my puzzles in my house. <laughs> like I need to do anything else. I have a week off. I'm going to live in my phone unless I force myself to engage my brain in another way. Because, um, yeah, it's bad. So because I downloaded TikTok again. Did you? Yeah. Nice. I love TikTok. Oh, I can't do it. I hate it. I don't no, like it's any so of good. Really? I don't post anything except for podcast stuff. You don't I've post never, on I've your never social? posted, no. Never posted? I mean, I've posted... A couple times on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I mean, like back in high school, but yeah. it's probably been yeah. four or five years since I posted on my personal accounts. Well, That's high okay. You, you have this. Yeah, I have this, yeah. which keeps me sucked in because right. yeah. you're there. Got to post on TikTok. Got to mm-hmm. post on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you see those results, and then you keep going back. Oh, nice! You, you post on TikTok. Uh, yeah. yeah, I got. I had a guy in here. Shout out to Andy. He was running tech for me for a while, and he was like, "Dude, you gotta get on." This was maybe a year ago. He's like, "You need to." post this stuff on tiktok mm-hmm. people are on tiktok you you gotta yeah. know where they are yeah well i've you know if like so tiktok yesterday i was trying to show my friends like this video i don't know if you've seen it but it's like three like shorter men from maybe like columbia or something singing, singing and dancing and it's like awesome <laughs> and they're great at singing but i was like trying to show them and i like went to instagram i'm like three like short men singing and Instagram had no idea what I was talking about. I'm like scrolling. I'm like, you know, I wasn't searchable. You go to TikTok oh. and you type in three short men singing, a million yeah. pop right up because like in TikTok's like algorithm, you can, it's like searchable. You can actually mm-hmm. search things. Instagram is like not really searchable like that. So TikTok is, is like, I think going to go further in terms of like a general purpose, like app or like, it's just easier. Well, I think use. that's why so many people are on it. I mean, Facebook's kind of, Fallen off the wagon a little bit. Instagram's probably closer to that than TikTok. But YouTube Shorts are searchable. And YouTube Shorts, you can get mm-hmm. some traction on. Yeah, YouTube Shorts are awesome. But TikTok, I don't know if anything compares to the reach that you can get on TikTok. No, no, nothing compares. Yeah, I mean, I'm really thinking about um, about text. About text, his reach. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I tried to do the TikToks and I see people doing it. And it's like, there are people that are from nowhere land like here Mm -hmm. and like are just existing and being funny and now have millions and millions and millions of people and it's just like somehow like it just latches on to people and sends them flying well i i think it's just i think consistency is like a big piece and and quality if quality I, i don't put quality that high though no, I mean, I, yeah, I don't. It, 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 yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I don't put it as high as consistency and just like posting just trial content. and error. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, like visual quality, not like what you're doing, but like how, oh, what yeah. your camera looks like. Yeah. Uh, the algorithm yeah. is not going to push. But there's like, some grainy video blurry. blow up 
and it's like the mm. quality. iPhone is, is iPhone is not, as long as you're not rocking a Samsung. <sighs> yeah, busting out your flip phone, taking a video. <laughs> Man, I love when my dad sends me pictures and he's like, look at this really good picture I got. I'm like, it's all like you're also blind. Pixelated. So I want you to look at my phone because <laughs> you have a Samsung. There's no way it's not that good. Yeah, and just the consistency is like a big part. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I saw this video of someone being like, yeah, the only difference between somebody who has like succeeded and not as a person that succeeded just never quit. And that's like the same thing with TikTok. If you want to yeah. like people that have made it in TikTok, the only difference is they just never stopped. But some people will get it in like a month, six months, two years. But I don't know. It, it does like add up over time. You just it, That's the key is just mm -hmm. continuing down the path. Yeah. Because if you... And that's what gets people is they'll post something, maybe stick with it for a couple of weeks, nothing happens, and then they stop. Oh, yeah. It's even, like, what if that next months. post was the one that got you there? It's, I think there's like a five-year, I feel like five years. 10,000 hours. Yeah. And it, is that like a five-year thing? No, I don't yeah. know. But that's, oh, yeah. that's the one people always say. Yeah, is you yeah exactly. 10, hours. And I, I, yeah, I think five years, like five years of doing one thing and you can get pretty good at it. That's what I said when I started this podcast. I was opening all of my equipment, setting it up on my parents' pool table and my dad walked in and he was trying to figure out what I was doing because <laughs> I didn't tell them. And he was like, so how are you going to make money off of this? And without missing a beat, I don't know where it came from. I said, I don't think I'll make any money for five years. And he was like, this kid's fucking insane. What do you do? <laughs> You're, what? Yeah, five that's years. a terrible business idea. But like, that's also what we're taught. Is that businesses don't make money for the first three to yeah. five years? I mean, mm -hmm. it's rare, like the rare ones do, but a lot like aren't actually getting a full like profit for three to five years, and that's okay. And it's hard for people to stomach that in an age where you can blow up on TikTok overnight yeah. and start making ridiculous amounts of money. I really gave up on my personal brand consistency. I was like, I do not care. I was posting on TikTok and I was posting reels on. Like just fitness stuff, really. Like me going to the gym, and then I was like, I don't, I don't care at all. Like I, this, this can go nowhere. Screw consistency. I'm doing it for myself. I might post sometimes, but it's like it's hard. And I think that is why I say, like I say, like I will pay someone when the time comes to do Hans of Humboldt's everything. Like someone that is making reels, even if they're doing a bunch of reels in one day, and I don't see him for a month, and it's just ready to go. Like I, yeah, it is so much work. Especially like being creative and just in, yeah. If I could have it, like my perfect way is I would have somebody like with me 24 7. Oh, yeah, you just yeah. 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 Oh, ideally, like stream, like I look at these streamers, like, you know, I show speed and like all these streamers that are popular right now. I just love that. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. that seems so cool. Just like, be always live and have a chat going down and like I don't know yeah. it's like kind of futuristic but something about just like content always going that's what I want I just I, want people to see what I'm doing this makes me think about the idea I had for Hounds of Humble is like when I open I want to have like dog level GoPros like built into like oh. where the front desk area is so like <laughs> yes. they're constantly going uh -huh. and it's like just a feed of like the dot like especially like turning on during like packed hours you know yeah you turn it on and you like see like you don't see the people so there's no like weirdness oh of like God. seeing their faces and it's just the dogs walking in and it's like all at like you know 
this level or, or like another foot below and just having what if that. What people at the bar could like see the dog? Like you could... I mean, you know people are going to put their face in it, but. Um, I like that. Oh, idea. yeah. Like streaming it onto the yeah, TV. Like, yeah. Like having some sort in. of. But also like I think about the places that do um, like daycare, which I won't be doing that, but like they live stream their daycare for people to like pop in and see their dog. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well, people live stream the animals at the zoo. Yeah. And people check in. Yeah. So like I don't yeah, think I would and at do their house. That's, huh. that, but like it. internal streaming. So it's like if you're yeah, sitting at the bar, you just like there's one screen that's just like this area of dogs. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's I my brain is very not human centric when it comes to my business a lot of the times. Like oh, so it's hard dog. thinking about content in the way of like normal people, like thinking about content in the way of what dog lovers want to see. But that's a market in and of itself. Oh I mean, you have a ton of influencers on Instagram. You should who see who I follow on my Hounds of Humble page. Like, it is entirely different than my personal page. It is, there are so many dog yeah. pages and the content they come up with. And like, or they're taking trends from humans doing things and making it into dogs. Somehow the dogs are doing the same trends or they're that's using the same sounds or like, it's, it's, mm. yeah. You know, like, get ready with me for a hike with my parents instead of, like, get ready with me to go to work. Like, it's, it's so remarkable. POV. And that's ah. what I'm excited to, like, be able to do more of. Like, when I do have big, when we, like, Matt, honestly, is my content person for my block parties. Like, just, like, videos of the dogs and, like, yeah. just the scenery and, like, the costumes. And it's just, like, yeah, love the people. I'm so glad you're here. But, like, your dogs are why we're here. And, like, that's what I'm stoked to focus on. And, like, yeah. It's going to be so funny. I just, yeah. I want to I want to have cameras. Like, I like that. Vision. Like, a little, like, one of the dogs. The dogs that can have, like, the GoPros on the back of their heads. So, when they're running around. Um, yeah, I have so many ideas. <laughs> There's a ton of different avenues you could take with that. Oh, my gosh. And that's what's, like, I think people that also um, find what they're excited about with content that's what helps you with your consistency and like what you're good at. And that's why I was really good at doing fitness content for a while because I was excited about it and I was excited about seeing other people's stuff. But if you're not like happy, like stoked to do some of the content, it's going to be harder to be consistent. Um, so it's like, it doesn't have to be what you expect like people to see. It can be like what you love about your business, what you love about your day. And either way, you're going to get traction from something and see people are going to see eventually what you want them to see. So yeah. yeah, I think if somebody like wants to do content but they don't know what to do, they have like two options, and that's either like talking about something you really enjoy and that you're passionate about, like something that you like could just talk about all day about, or something you're really good at. Uh, but not everybody likes what they're good at, you know. So that I'm like, no, okay, don't do that. Okay, talk about something you really enjoy, and that could be Harry Potter, that could be, you know, crocheting. Um, but whatever you really like, you could probably talk you know, endless amount of Instagram mm -hmm. reels on that thing. Um, especially cooking. If you like cooking and you want to create content, that could be your thought personal thought about starting brand. to do that too. Like everybody, everybody eats. And it, that was everybody one thing I noticed eats. is like posting food or kitchen content, the right hashtags, the right food. That is, I think that's the easiest, what I found, easiest way to get comments, likes, everything is just food content. Because mm -hmm. everybody eats multiple times a day. Mostly if you're, if you're lucky. So mm -hmm. that is like, you know, and, and then you can like learn so much about the algorithm by like just posting food content. That's so, how I yeah. feel about dogs. It's that like even dogs if you don't own a dog huge, or like yeah. love dogs, like you are not gonna like th thumbs down a dog video, you know? Yeah, if you have a heart, no. You're just gonna be, you're gonna, yeah, enjoy it some way. 
just like you would food. <laughs> you're gonna get sucked yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you filming just content in general around yourself, or that's something you would kind of want to do with well, the your lawn care? No, I, I film all the time. Yeah, yeah, for my personal self, and then also for long my lawn care business. Um, but yeah, I, I'm constantly filming everyday stuff. Are you uploading a lot of it, or it's just? kind of catalog and then you're picking out what you want from that um no i i upload yeah i try to do like three reels a week yeah it's like every three days pretty good compared to what most people do yeah for my business at least three reels my personal i I want to post more but i don't i post a lot of stories on my personal so i i'm hitting the people that know me Uh, people that follow me are, are consistently seeing me posting but People that don't follow me don't see me because I'm not posting a lot of posts, which I need to be born more, but... Yeah, the reels are for the reach. Yeah. Stories are kind of for people already in your realm. Already in the realm. They're already there. You're letting them know what's going on with you. But yeah, I I post reels for my business a lot. And I can see the correlation when I don't... Sometimes I'll go a whole week and be like, oh, I didn't post a reel. I realize, oh, I didn't get a single call. Like, Mm -hmm. no, nobody knew called me. But if I post every other day a reel, I'm getting at least a few calls like, hey, is this Matthew from Matthew's Lawn Care? I'm like, yes, it is. What do you need? Uh, so I can directly see the correlation. And when I do them every day, then I get more calls in one week. Uh, so once you start seeing that pattern, it's almost more fire under you to just like post more. Keep posting. Yeah. It's just so much work. So but that's the thing. It's, it's just, so much it's work. It's worth the investment. It's just you have to dedicate the time. Yeah, and it it got easier when I started seeing like, oh, I do a $30 boost. I spend 30 minutes on a post. That's 30 minutes. I spend 30, but then I got a client that's going to pay me you know, $1,000 for a job. I pay my employees 400 taxes. I'm like 500 is going to my pocket for $30 boost and 30 minutes of work. So like when you break it down, like $500 is pretty worth it. That pencils out. Yeah. yeah. So, and once that, once I started really seeing that, it gets easier. And, but you know, the first couple of years of posting every day, you're not going to get money from anything. Yeah. It's truly, um, if you do it right, it's a trackable return on investment. Um, especially like when I was doing, um, when I was doing social media for my last job, um, I mean, I was on it. And I, I knew it was working. I mean, and they, they, they to this day know that because I'm not doing it anymore, there's, there's things that are missing. Yeah. There is, there's authenticity and in, in real time things that are working. You can't just like share other people's stuff and you can't just post old pictures. Like businesses should be running their social media the way that they might run their personal social media, in my opinion. Like I think, and that's why like, when I post something on Hounds of Humble, I also tag my per- my personal page or vice versa because I'm like, I am one and the same. Me, my business, like here's my dogs in my house. You can see, you know, my pictures on the wall, whatever, but this is my life and this is my business. And I think like when I was, when I run other businesses, Instagrams, like I'm not just posting the cookie cutter or the info stuff or the promotional stuff. It's like, here's what's going on behind the scenes. And here's, you know, this creepy hallway. Like I was, it was for, um, it was for like Humboldt Social, so the Scotia Lodge and Humboldt Bay Social Club. And I was like, here is like the wood got delivered and it's a mess and I don't want to do this. But like, here we are putting away the wood. Um, and I think businesses should be running like there. It should be way more authentic, just like your personal should be authentic. And that's hard for people to do because sometimes like there's so many businesses that they don't want to put their face 
to it. And that's Matt's big thing is like, that's why his business's name is his name and like putting your face out there. And I think I've always tried to tell businesses that it's like, if I haven't seen like a, a story post or like a grid post of like a staff member and a something or like some, it's just not the same, you know, it's not authentic and it doesn't, doesn't make you want to go there or spend money there if it's just cookie cutter. Yeah. Yeah. Like human put behind the business. Everyone, yeah. especially in a small town here, you got to know your audience. They want you people like a human behind like the business. At least. Oh, you yeah. See. So when she says like, oh, I don't know your staff, like you're not posting any humans in your posts or like we don't know who the people that represent your business are, then, you know, that's a downfall. People want to connect with who's on the other side of that screen. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. People connect with like something that they can like, you know, remember or think about or I don't know. They see a person. Oh, wow. I know them. I've seen them. Yeah. Yeah. Relatable. Yeah. I've seen them around or like, oh, that's cool. Like if I see them at that place, I'll give them a shout out. Like we see a human, their face is just better. Yeah. Yeah. I have a hard time with that. Posting not necessarily relatable stuff, but almost peeling the veil back a little bit. And almost treating your, like you said, like your business account, like a personal account. I don't like, I would not be on social media if not for this thing. Yeah, it's hard for people. Just unplug. And it's, and it's hard, maybe for a reason, like it's, you know, not everybody can succeed in it. It's like a challenging thing to like post and like get seen and have like attention because it's like the entertainment thing. So like creating content that's entertaining is like really difficult. Yeah. Uh, there was a time like eight years ago that just posting content would get you very seen. And like the same app- application day, like three reels a day. Like that's what the creators are like three a day on every platform. That's like the baseline. So if you're posting three a day eight years ago, that would be incredible in any in- industry you would ball out. But nowadays three a day, that's like baseline. So good luck in this pool, you know? So there's just so much out there. There's incredible. Yeah. There's, it's all saturated. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, we're swimming with like just so many fish now. And that's why we have to like, you know, that's why you see people invest in all the equipment and do like get the lights and, the, and we have to like keep doing more and get better. Otherwise we'll like fall behind. It, I wonder. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, and like taking advantage of all of the free things that are offered within these apps um like something i've been really trying to do is like if i'm taking a video either of me or i'm speaking and taking video of something i'm going to use the built-in closed captions thing because i know about how i'm on social media and sometimes i don't my volume's all the way down if you send me something and i can't read the the caption over the reel i don't know what you just sent me and I know that it's all it's supposed to be sort of like a um like a disability factor with having the closed captions on stories. But it's like, yeah, I know people are watching my story, but now they don't have to turn their volume up. They know what I'm saying. And like that's free. That's there. And I think everyone should be using it if they're talking over a video. Mm-hmm. Um and just like how we we do with our reels, um, like putting those captions there and um making it so it's fully accessible, whether you actually need the accessibility or just choosing to you know, not do something, but that's huge. Like use your free, read the free resources yeah, that are built true. in and like play with them and see how they work. Yeah. The yeah. on-screen text is huge. I, yeah. Like, I essential. It. Essential. And you can edit it by the way. 
some people like they just post. I know. I'm like, like hey, go fix your words. Like, watch your stuff. Like, I know. Right? Now I really don't know what you're saying. That's what <laughs> like, gets yeah. me about those lip sync videos is when there's like a two second delay. I was singing what's just, being yeah. said. It's yeah, like, you couldn't have re-recorded this. No, yeah. it's it painful. It's, it hurts us all. It does. <laughs> yeah, no, but closed captions, and you'll if you're a creator, you'll notice that your videos with that gets more mm-hmm. more views. Then your retention, they'll watch more of it because a lot of people don't listen with volume they're like at work or like in a situation where they're just like scrolling or doom scrolling and they want to just like irritate people around them or whatever or like i mean i think a lot of i'm gonna seek for a lot of people like just watching something on netflix like we have our captions on even if it's the english like i need the captions to watch things so like if i put on a youtube video and i can't like if the captions aren't popping up but they're really funky, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Mm-hmm. Like, I need that dual understanding. So, and I know, like, we all know or we do it where we need them. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's a generational thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, well, it's because our brains are, rarely ever are our brains fully into that one media. How often are we watching a movie and we're on our phone at the same time? Or if there's other people in the room. I started doing it because I was living with thousands of people and I wanted to watch TV. But if everyone's yelling, I need the captions but now it's turned into i need them because i'm doing i need the sound and the visuals because what who knows what else i'm doing at the same time you know Uh, something tells me it's like are this i mean the newer generation we all have like 80 ADD in a way so we have to be like occupied and i think sitting and just watching something isn't enough we have to be sitting and doing something and that's like reading Uh, I could be speaking for me but I need to be doing something at all times even when I'm watching something I'm like editing something and I'm on my phone I'm like constantly doing three things like always yeah it's self-induced ADHD yeah because we're all just trying to multitask right yeah and so many times I'll be like working I'm like I'm just gonna get home and like rest relax like sit down I get home no, I'm like editing on oh, the computer. No. I'm like, it's midnight. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even relax. Okay, 10 minutes, I'll relax. I'll sit there. I'll, I'll try to watch something. I'm just on my phone editing. It's like, a practice. I, just, I can't. I've been really trying to fight my internalized ADHD allegations. And, <laughs> and just stop. And even if it's just doing one thing, like just do one thing. Turn off the TV. Why is the TV on? You're literally, it's the same thing you've watched the, a thousand times. I just times. get the purple Roku like, treadmill oh at my this God. point and yeah. that's just on for hours yeah but it's just like you do trying to do just one thing and which is also why my phone is on do not disturb 24 7 um it helps me to do one thing um because it's it's exhausting multitasking everything and we all do it so much yeah and it's generational and it's it's like you really it's i'm trying so hard to practice all of the things we used to do which is like slow down, oh, do one, yeah, do I, less, write things, read things, like change, like yeah. And it's hard. I, I think it's hard, especially as women too. We're expect we just do everything all the time, anyways. We can't, we cannot stop. And so now, like, like yeah, rearranging my brain to do less. <laughs> no, I feel that. I, I mean, I can't help but think like what forty years ago when people got home, they. I mean, if they're lucky, they had a TV and it wasn't even color at that point. But you didn't have a way to make money when you came home from a job. When yeah. the lights went, weren't down, there was no streetlight. Or if there's streetlights, mm-hmm. like, you had to be inside. You but now I go home and I have the option to either sit down, watch something, or get on my phone, edit something that's going to give me money. And that just, like, drives me every night. I'm like, I, how can I just sit here and watch something without 
you know, trying to, there's something in my hand that can like, it's endless money, like endless prosperity and like future retirement is like in my hand. Am I going to like sit here and like kill two hours or am I going to like try? And that might sound like so radical and so intense to a lot of people, but that's just how my brain works. No, I mean, that's the new like like, trend, the way things are going. Like that's how people are. Like the grind culture is real. And there's people like me actively trying to fight the grind culture because I've been swamped in it for so long. But it's real. That's what everyone does. Unless you can fight it, that's what you're doing. (laughs) That's how, yeah. And some of my friends are like, why are you on social media all the time? And like, those are the people that have like nine to fives. And some even like bought houses, they come home from work. And they, you know, sit down with their partner and like pet their dog and like have a relaxing evening. Like I know those people and I hope you're listening (laughs) and I'm not you. Like I'm out here like struggling to like hold a relationship with somebody because I'm always like working. And so, and that's just the life I chose, but it's, you know, I think somebody who is an entrepreneur is going to resonate with that. And somebody who is somebody who's like an employee kind of like mindset where they want to get a good job and have a retirement and like, you know, just work nine to five and salary. And that's going to be something that somebody can be super stoked with. But I think the the two different avenues are like two different types of like person. And Matt's not saying that I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not saying you're not an entrepreneur. <laughs> you're a full-blown entrepreneur. Yeah. And you can be an entrepreneur with, and it, with me also being an employee. Like I am too. I work for Call yeah. of the Redwoods. Um, but there's just like, a, I don't know. You don't have, you don't have to be like Matt to feel like you're an entrepreneur. That's what I'm trying to say is like, I. it's okay to go home and do nothing for for a couple hours. It's okay uh, yeah. to go home and do the bare minimum and pet your dog and sit and stare at nothing or sit and read something, you know, like it. it's hard to, when you are, that's, I think that's where it comes from is when you do have an entrepreneurial mindset, it's hard to do that. It is hard to go home and shut down. It's hard to just put your phone down and not work. If it's very easy for you to go home and just like, that's okay. You like you're probably less of the entrepreneurial mi- mindset or like the someone that wants to learn all the time. It doesn't have to just be someone that wants to own a business, someone that's like actually trying to learn or better themselves. Like you are happy existing in that and that's okay. But there are so many different avenues of basically what you do with your downtime and what you do not do mm-hmm. kind of changes your trajectory. Definitely. Yeah. And not not one is better than the other. It's better for that individual. Or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just about finding out what aligns with who you are mm-hmm. and what you want out of life. I'm definitely more nose to the grindstone. Yeah. Like what you're saying resonates with me. I've talked a lot on this podcast about it that it's just the hustle, it's almost fetishized. Where yeah. you just you're constantly working. Cause you definitely. go home, especially just take the podcast where you guys are doing that. You could go home and hang out and watch Netflix, or you could work on the podcast editing the podcast or reaching out to the next guest or cutting clips. The work does never end because you're always stacking more work. I've got, yeah, you know, at least a hundred podcasts I could go back through and clip better mm-hmm. stuff from, but I'm working on the next ones. And so it's hard to go home and say, okay, I'm going to just hang out, mm-hmm. watch this TV show, hang out with the dog, go for a walk. Things that were, are probably healthier for you to do and add improvement to your life and quality of life. Yeah. But then you just revert back to, well, there's work that needs to be done. I have things I need to do. You have the tangible results of I do this, I get money, which is freedom in a way. And you can get stuck in that cycle of just, I got to work. And I think I it's work all the time. Trend, it's trend. We're also affected by trends. I mean, there's like the idea of like grind culture and um, the 
like hustle of like energy and then there's like the trends of like for me it's like this idea of soft girl era that's getting pushed versus soft like girl. boss girl thing and i'm like i'm tired like it's okay to be tired it's okay to like not be the boss woman mm -hmm. all the time and like it's actively influenced by the trends we see where it's like more women are like cool yeah you can be that like you're killing it for 10 hours a day but then you can also like go like rest and be a human and like it's it's actively influenced still by social media the trends that people kind of go through and like yeah it's a very it's very interesting to pay attention to um and i think it's i do think it's way more heavily like pushed towards women i think men are way all, always going to be have like things pushed towards them to work more do more do this, do that, be better, improve more. And women are now getting pushed. Like you can stop, <laughs> like you can take a break. And it's very interesting to see that change because it wasn't like that two years ago. It was like, be the head of the house, be the be financial this, be the boss. And now I think every, all the women are like, we're going to have heart attacks. Like it's, yeah. Mm, interesting. And it's social media. It's the education side of social media, like the health podcast and all this mm -hmm. stuff that like, the men that have the health podcast, they're not preaching to men to have soft eras, but the women that have podcasts that are doing health podcasts are preaching to women to have soft eras. And it's so interesting. Mm. And it, I think it's something to consider if you're on an entrepreneurial streak to like mm, put your like health first <laughs> and like what that means for you and pay attention to those trends too and what's being pushed to you. Yeah. It's been, it's super interesting. I feel like I've, and I micro and overanalyze social media so much less of like the strategies that people are using, but like what is being put in my face? Why am I thinking this way? Oh, it's because of this. Like I block influencers all the time. because I'm like, I'm so tired of seeing this. Like, I don't want to eat like that. And I don't want to work out like that. And I don't want to do this. And I don't want to do that with my business. You're blocked because I can't stop seeing it. And like, yeah, it's very all encompassing of our brains. Yeah, my feed is all motivational videos of people saying no days off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I you block those people. You can't be successful on eight hours of sleep. That's my that's my feed. But I, I don't know if I like that because I'm being reinforced to like that, or I just lean more that way as an individual, mm -hmm. and so I maybe go a little too extreme because it's already some of it's already there. Yeah. That's okay. That's all I like the algorithm really is like a reinforcement echo chamber for every individual. It like knows what we want and then it's just like gonna feed us that over and over Keeps until we're going. like so solidified in that. So but so it could be a good or a bad thing. Um if it's positive and healthy stuff, then like you'd want to stay in that zone. I but have like, you though. ever taken your friend's phone and looked at their explore feed? Oh no, but it's probably so different. It's super different. And that's where it's like it's it's really really crazy because i've asked like i've asked men i'm like have you seen this video that is trending and they're like no and i'm like that because it's total like it is only women seeing this or it is only sports people seeing this or it is only these people seeing this or like when albie would show me her explore feed it was only like cooking recipes uh, that is yeah. her whole life and it's like that's where it's really interesting is like look at look at what your friends algorithms look like and you also will have like like me and my best friend, I think ours are exactly the same. You know, we end up sending each other the same videos, but like you'll get an insight into what's being fed into your friends' brains and yeah. stuff like that. And I think it's, um, I, I did a minor in communications also. And so like the 
so, um, like theories around like influence and interpersonal communication are very ingrained in my brain. And the algorithm is now our interpersonal communication like method. And it's very freaky mm. and interesting. You really are peering into somebody's brain. Yeah. We're each living in our own world. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of tailor-made. shared. Yeah, it's tailored yeah. and semi-shared and we influence each other with what we send to each other because that's when like your you and your friends algorithms align because you've sent each other so much stuff but it is tailor-made and which is why being good at your business's promotion is so important because it's going to be tailored to those people um to the dog people or to the lawn care people or to the business podcast people or anything like it, it ends up tailored exactly to who you want it to be and that's that's why you have to be authentic because if you're not you're going to get tailored to people who think you align this way. Mm-hmm. And then when your true colors do come through, it's going to backfire. Yes. Yeah. Your, your audience isn't going to resonate with you anymore. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's super important to like just be, yeah, yourself, which we talk about so much on our yeah. pod. And we are so much. I mean, I've had people say that our their favorite episodes with us are just when it's us just existing and have no topics or we pulled up our topics on chat gpt because we didn't know what we were going to talk about and people love it and it's surprising um but it's cool Mm -hmm. to know that that like us just being ourselves is enough for some people which is hard to like admit when you're trying to be so much to like gain traction you know yeah i've done a lot of speeches i did a ted talk in what like 2016 and i've always like before my speeches like i just have such short like notes Cause I, I don't know, something about too much prep just like gets to me. I like mm-hmm. have to just like do bullet, just like really short bullet and then just like kind of go off the cuff a little bit and just like have like an idea of what I want to say. And then I like can foster some, f- a few key points to remember, but I'm not good with like memorizing or kind of like going, like trying to do exactly scripting something. it all yeah. out. No, no oh, script. Yeah, I can't do either. script. No. And like w- when we first did the um, podcast intro, like I printed it out and like I tried to read it. I couldn't even read it. Was I lost, created like, it. like right after. I created it, it and I couldn't even read it. I stumbled and stuttered and like I've told them and I, I like have a hard time reading. I can't read out loud. I just like I'll trip over the words and like even the waiter in restaurants if I'm like, oh, what am I going to get? And I look down and like I know what I'm going to get. But if I have to read it, I'll just like stutter and like I just can't read. I can't. So. Yeah, I just have to go like off the off the dome in a lot of situations. I like swinging from the hip like that. Mm-hmm. It's more authentic and it's fun because you don't know what <laughs> what's going to happen. Yeah, and sometimes that backfires, but you are yeah. yourself. And then you're you get yeah. practice. You learn humility. from it. Yeah. So that's why I like making Matt do the intros because they just get better and they get good. And then there can, there's been, I know there's been like weeks on end where it's the same thing every time. Cause he's on it and he's good. And then we change it on him and you know, it I know a more time, but it's, it's important. Yeah. It's like the learning the challenging and the authenticity of like getting something down and adapting and pivoting and yeah, yeah without script. Um, I couldn't, I don't even think there would be a way to script our podcast. I don't, think that's a thing well i mean i've i used to in podcasts i would have specific questions i would have to ask during the episode and i remember just being so stressful and like crossing out and like looking up and down and i'm like trying not to look up and down and be rude so i'm like doing it at glance and like then i'm like not paying attention because i'm like doing that and yeah so i stopped that real quick and just like okay i I gotta have just like think throughout the day like what do i want to ask them what do i 
want to know and then just kind of make it all up. Mm-hmm. And that's what's fun about having conversations like this is that you're locked in. Like we were talking about earlier, when you bring somebody into the studio and you're talking to them, you're not on your phone, you're not mm-hmm. playing around. You're actually sitting there talking, engaging with the person, interested in what they're saying. They're interested in what you're mm-hmm. saying. You don't get that a lot. Yeah, we used to, I I used to struggle a lot with um, getting on the pod, especially when it would just be us two or um, when we didn't have a guest and I would just, basically I was using the podcast as like a therapy session. And I multiple times had left the podcast being like, wow, I just made an ass of myself. I don't know what I just talked about. What, what was coming out of my mouth? Why was I saying that? Or like, you know, I mean, it was all true, but it was so like, why did I just dump that onto the podcast? And I think it was like so authentic, but I was locked in. I was like, oh my God, I haven't talked to someone all week. And that's another thing. I spent so much time by myself that the podcast, I had to like take time to like vent about something pre-podcast or like call my mom before to tell her about all this chaos of something to get this pent up energy to be able to be locked in properly. Like it's still going to come out, especially for me. I just kind of like let things go when I'm talking, but um yeah, like I had to let myself lock in properly and not just use it as like a bleh. Event session. Yeah, which sometimes it just happens, but it it was something to pay attention to, like locking in in a different way rather than it just being two friends on the mic. Like we're here for a purpose and like, yeah, it was, an, it was a changing my perspective of what, like why I was locked in. And um, yeah. I think we're, so we're getting better at podcast podcast hosting and I think... There's we have the ability now to like talk about anything and then swing it back to business and like even if we're talking about life or venting, no, we're getting so good. We can, yeah, <laughs> no. we can just like and this is like business because our because lives are business. Yeah. Also, yeah, like, both of and our lives are so yeah. Our, our brand every every day we like walk around like carrying our business on our back. Well, even me all day at work. I'm I mean my work is small business yeah. relations essentially, and it's so, like that's already what I'm doing all day, and I think. Yeah. 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 We're constantly wearing multiple hats and it's like, I don't know, something that, yeah, we both are getting better at just like being able to talk about anything in life and then relate it to business in the podcast. Well, I think that's why the podcast works is because you guys are both passionate about what you're talking about. You're not just phoning it in. Oh yeah, this is, yeah. here's some notes to check off. This is what you want to pay attention for. You guys are actually engaged. Mm-hmm. Like you were yeah. living this life. And it's cool for people to follow along. So, right. okay, like, I'm, I want to do the same thing. How are yeah. they doing it? What mistakes have they made? How can I not make those mistakes? And I think it's really relatable to so many different demographics because, like, we both had different um, routes with school. Um, we both are sort of, like, different, like, Matt's a little bit older than me. And we had different teachers and we did different kinds of jobs. Like, our lives were very different, but always somehow ended up being business centric. I mean, I started going to school for engineering. I don't know how I got here, but I knew midway through starting engineering, I was like, oh, I can be a business consult. I can be a consultant for like, you know, um, renewable resources for businesses. Like I was already thinking about that. And I think like we've just had so many different things that we can relate to others and what we talk about. So many different kinds of people can relate back to us, whether it's students or old people. Sorry. If we're like, you know, not business owners, not business owners, people that are mm-hmm. just interested in different lives, different stories and different knowledge. And yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm trying to be, we're like the Regis and Kelly. 
<laughs> I really want to be at least. What? That's the first time I've ever heard of really? this. Really? Yeah. No. We're, yes, yes. I didn't I wanna, know. This I want to someday you have a business show that's like huge and humble that it's like me. Like Dave Ramsey. Talking like we're getting paid into like business news because this is going to be a tech booming spot. And it's like, oh my God. What's happening in humble? Let's turn to our business. You don't know about this? Our, dude, we're gonna be the business experts. Yeah, if people are one of right, but I didn't realize what capacity we're really trying to get to. You're oh, like yeah. live podcast. We'll do something at like Cal Poly, but no, no, I see I wanna, what you're getting. No, at I want. I want to be the. I think God, somebody. Does. I want to be the business experts, like in Humboldt <laughs> County. It's like you got to call Matt and Glow. These are the people that have talked to everybody in business here. These are people that have spent hours like and I discussing. Find it so, it's really it's so remarkable because. So many people we talk to are more experienced than us in ways or older than us yeah. in the ways or have been doing their business longer, but still value our knowledge and value our conversation, even if like they didn't really learn anything or want to take anything from it. Like the conversation is valuable and those long term relationships that we've built yeah. makes us if we're not always going to be an expert in business, expert in the relationship of being business owners in your yeah. community. Like that's huge. Um, because yeah, I mean, I really let the imposter syndrome get a hold of me. I was like, I am at the time. I was like, I am twenty six. I don't know anything. My business isn't even real yet, but like, you know, it is, and I do. And it's like whether I know all about social media or if I know all about QuickBooks or all of, all of these things, maybe not. Maybe I can just like engage and network and have that conversation and influence one way or another, or mm-hmm. be a sounding board for people, but. Yeah, I guess we're uh, we have a vision now. Yeah, no, no, sounds we, like new. It. We, sounds like there's a plan. Yeah, I'm so I'm down. Right? Well, I wish Dude. you would have told me this months ago. We could have really started. <laughs> we could have started 2024 okay. off strong. Okay, now yeah, now we're gonna be there. We're cool. the business experts of Humble County. We're gonna have some. Sh- we're gonna have some uh, sponsored shows. Right, like, t- I like out in the full on like wild. channel, a network. That's it. Okay. A okay. Business you heard network. it here first. Okay. <laughs> business network by what you didn't learn. Okay, well, guys, thanks for doing this. Thank you. It's, it's already six o'clock. I gotta get out of here. Oh so, my gosh! Do you wow. guys want to plug where people can find you, where they can find your businesses, your podcasts, all your stuff? Yes, uh, I'll start. Okay, for the podcast that we uh, do together, it's called "What We Didn't Learn in Business School." Find us on Spotify or wherever we listen to podcasts. Find me, Matthew Sindejas at Sindesas, uh, or Matthew Sindejas. TV, Matthew Sandejas TV on YouTube or Sunday Sauce on Instagram. Hit me up. Or my lawn care business, which is Matthew's Lawn Care. Good <laughs> Period save. in between. Thank you, Glow. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. What did he get? Uh yeah, Hounds of Humboldt is Hounds of Humboldt on Instagram and houndsofhumboldt.com. Thankfully, those were both there. Um, and then if you are a business owner you can call me at the chamber of commerce and i can help you you know with your stuff there and you can hit up um my i feel like there's something else i'm missing you can hit my personal page and you can just you'll find me gloria k baker she's on there and if you need a website i can do a website for really really cheap but still really good and are we missing anything i think that's all um oh i'm gonna plug our home studio which is juicebox audio because he does mm-hmm 
tons of different podcasts for different people and um, audio recording for lots of different genres. So that's right. Shout yeah. out to Eli. Shout right, out Eli, to Eli. Juicebox Audio and Arcada. Search it up. Google that. So we get the algorithm boost. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you so yeah, much for you, having yeah. us. Thank you. This it's is great. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. That's a we'll uh, be on the lookout for this rising network coming out of Humboldt. <laughs> yes, sir. The business network by what we didn't learn. See you soon. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs>